So today I was hanging out with the crypto tech women in the holders huddle and we were just discussing various things, the mission for the community. And it really dawned on me that within Web3, we have some very unrealistic goals when it comes to what our ambitions are. And that's awesome. As an optimist, I totally understand that. And this was put on full display when we came into the NFT bull market. So today we're going to take a look at these larger than life goals how these goals can be achieved, and of course, what's holding back these NFT projects and communities. So if you have some massive goals within this space, this episode will help you get closer to achieving them in three simple steps. Speaking of larger than life goals, before I even go into today's episode, what I want to highlight and bring attention to is we have this group. I've officially decided to call it the Nifty Business Club. And it's about people that see the value within the space that goes way beyond speculation, that wants to come together, learn different things, leverage the opportunities and doors that are being opened by me hosting this show. As a community, we can hop into that. So if you just look in the show notes right now, you'll see a link. All the information for that will be right there. And I would love to see you inside of that. But as far as tackling massive goals within this space, now, I just want to put it out there that I am an optimist by nature, and many entrepreneurs are. We have these massive larger-than-life goals, and when we came into Web3, we saw this on full display. Very unrealistic goals. Everything ranging from ending poverty, destroying racism, ending inequalities, pay gaps, lack of education, having everyone have access to clean water, all these amazing goals that we should aspire to because at the end of the day, these are honorable, admirable things that we would want for humanity and we'd want to accomplish. Now, these goals are so massive and overwhelming that the vast majority of people don't even know where to start. It's like world peace. Where do you start if you wanted to achieve world peace? It's just one of those things that world leaders all over the place have been trying to tackle, hunger, all of these things that I just mentioned. It is so larger than life that the average person, much more the average DGen or person that's building within Web3, they don't even know where to start with any of this stuff. But it is definitely most important to set that goal, knowing exactly what it is that you're trying trying to accomplish. And we see this with various projects. Sure, it changes. And we can look back at this and say, yes, that goal was absolutely unrealistic. But here's the thing. Being realistic is the most commonly traveled road to mediocrity. Why would you be realistic? What's the point of being realistic? Just put up a barrier. Yeah, I'm going to do it. It's done. It's already done. The second I decide it's done, it's already done. So right. now we just got to wait for y'all to see. Of course, that is one of my favorite clips from Will Smith back in the day before he was running on stages, slapping people. This was when he was giving motivational speeches and stuff. But I absolutely love that because we achieve all the things that we have as a human race by being unrealistic. One of my favorite speeches of all time, when I want some creative inspiration, I listen to it. And it is the Kennedy speech that he gave at the University of Houston that just launched the Apollo space program getting us to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone. And therefore, as we set sail, we ask God's blessing on the most hazardous and dangerous greatest adventure on which man has ever embarked. There's not been an idea that was more ambitious than that within uh, tech ever, right? That was just an absolutely unbelievable, unrealistic goal, yet it was put out there and it was achieved. So now, as that optimist, and I said, I am 100% someone who is aim for the moon, do all this crazy stuff, like I get it. 
But these goals that we set for ourselves are unrealistic. And that's actually one of the things that drew me into Web3 is because the opportunity that I saw here, the problems that I could solve, and of course, the businesses that could be built and the profits that could be made. Yes, absolutely. The goal of the business is to make profits. I mean, I'm not even going to shy away from that. I say I'm not a DJ and I don't flip and all that stuff. However, yes, building businesses, I want to make profits. And I saw this as a channel to make unrealistic amounts of money. And this opportunity is just something that really attracted me from a business standpoint. So yeah, when it comes to being unrealistic, 100% I am on board with that. But there's a difference between wishful thinking and having a massive goal, which brings us to step number two, it's making it actually achievable. And here's the thing, when it comes to achieving these massive, massive goals, there's another quote that I absolutely love. It's how do you eat an elephant? The answer is one bite at a time, because regardless if you're trying to eat a peanut or if you're trying to eat an elephant, the only way to accomplish it is one bite at a time. So a lot of times these communities and these projects, they set out to do this massive goal, get to the moon. And it's like right away they start building the moon lander. Like what? Like you don't even know how to get off of the ground, much more what you need to land on the moon. So one bite at a time, meaning that you're going to start small. What is the most achievable step that you can accomplish in a short amount of time, get yourself some wins, get excited about it and so forth and start going forward. Now, most times when this is proposed to a community, they say this is too short-sighted, this is not big enough, this is not where our goal is. But at the end of the day, look, if your goal is world peace, what's the very first step that you can do? Maybe stop fighting within your own house, right? So we're going to say, hey, let's call a family meeting and we're going to stop fighting one another and we're going to treat each other with love and respect, all right? You have to start somewhere. It seems so simple and so basic. Like everyone would say, well, yeah, obviously that's what you have to do. But many of these community meetings that I've been in, and I'm not picking out any single one because as you know, you listen to the show, I'm in a lot of communities, whether or not I hold the tokens or the NFTs, at least I'm an active participating member of those communities, uh, mainly because I'm just in the space. They might ask me for my feedback and so forth, even if I have no financial investment within the community. And the one thing, the common thread that I constantly see is that they have these goals and they do not know how to segment it down into smaller pieces. And this is no different than what I'm trying to do, right? I'm trying to build a company within Web3 using NFT technologies. And guess what? I did not have a business model. I did not have the uh, customers that I wanted to necessarily reach. I didn't even know exactly what I was doing. I just knew I was excited about it. So what was the very first thing I did? I decided to launch a podcast. That is the first step I needed. I was going to need allies. I was going to need to learn more about this space. And what better way to talk about this stuff, get down into the trenches, make connections, than to launch a podcast. And so when I started to do that, it just opens up the door for me to sit down at the table with people that are way above my pay grade. Uh, I can have access to people that I never even thought would even uh, want to speak to this random guy in Jamaica that just happens to really like NFTs, right? It just completely blows my mind still till this day that there's founders that actually know who I am or the right work that I created. Now, this is not all about me or what I'm doing here. Like that is irrelevant. It's literally the same thing. You might be thinking, well, why would a guy that wants to start a company start with a podcast? Well, at the end of the day, like I said, it was the first step, the first thing that I could possibly do that 
put me in the direction in which I wanted to go. I know I want to be an industry leader. I know I wanted to be a person of authority, a person with a voice in the space, and I wanted to have an impact. And the easiest way I knew how to do that as someone who's working 14-hour days at the time uh, with an impact and get into the trenches was this. So it really doesn't matter what you do to get that first step as long as it's in the direction of the goal that you're trying to go. So Earlier, I was speaking about landing on the moon. I'm absolutely fascinated by what NASA did in the 60s and everything leading up to that. Whether or not you believe they landed on the moon, I mean, like, that's your thing. But what I'm saying is, I think it's absolutely amazing. They started with the Mercury program, which is getting up in orbit and doing all these different things, getting people up in space. And then once that moon goal was set so far out that it didn't matter how far of a lead that the Russians had in the space program, like, that goal was so far out there that they knew no one had any kind of advantage because that was a ridiculous goal at that time. What kind of machines would be needed? Uh, The various equipment. I mean, how are they going to get there? All the math that's involved. How are you going to get past all of these different levels of radiation out of orbit? All of these different things. Now, if they were supposed to attack all that all at once, like that would have been absolutely ridiculous. But the first thing that they could do is start to assemble a team. Who's the best people that we can put in the place to actually reach that goal? And then we see what we need and we start to put all of these different things into place. And then the next thing that we need to do is then figure out how to get a rocket powerful enough or whatever it might be. I don't know the exact steps on how to literally get to the moon, but that's how they tackled it. And if you want some great podcasts, if you're just really into the moon stuff like I am, 13 Minutes to the Moon, BBC did an amazing podcast on Apollo 11 and Apollo 13. Free promotion there, just someone who absolutely loves podcasts. Feel free to listen to that. But anywho, they just broke it down into steps. And the thing that I'm also going to note with that is the average age of the person that was in the control for the Apollo mission, I think, if I'm not mistaken from that podcast, it was something like 27 meaning that they were very young. They were so young and naive that they didn't know what they didn't know. And they just, failure was just not a thing that was hardwired into their brain because the goal was so impossible that they couldn't go with people that knew all the failures of NASA before that and all of that. So they went with fresh minds, people that would just literally break it up into small little chunks and say, well, what's the next thing that we would need? And that's how they got there. So getting back to this, step number three of just getting started. What is stopping people from starting? And it really comes down to fear. At the end of the day, people fear failure and rejection, right? Because not only with failure is that disappointment in saying, wow, I didn't get this thing done. But then also there's the peers, the community, whoever it is that's looking and seeing what you're doing, especially if you're building in public, which we often do in Web3. That just horrible feeling of knowing that you didn't accomplish your goals, well, that's what's stopping most communities, most founders, most teams from actually doing something amazing. Like they have it in their heart that they want to do this massive thing, but they just don't start it. Even if after all these steps are broken down and say, yes, this is what we need. These are the key numbers that we have to hit. All of these different things. We just know this is the direction that we need to go to meet our goals. But we still don't start it. Why? It's because of fear. And one of the best examples that I can give you as to just a totally unrealistic goal, how a community impact can then go over and change the world and uh, impact so many people uh, for good or bad, whatever your uh, beliefs are on this, it, it, it is whatever. But I'm just showing you like the actual model of how someone can start off literally 
impact the entire world. And the best model that I can possibly think of is drawing inspiration from religion. Yes, this is not a religion podcast, whatever. But what I'm saying is, if you just look at what Christianity started off with, it was a leader and 12 followers that were getting teaching for three and a half years that then turned around to impact the entire world. Now, these people were given the great commission, if you will, to go out and impact the entire world and do all these amazing things to every corner of the world. That goal is so unrealistic, so unbelievable. But how are they going to do that? How are 12 people going to cover the entire globe with this message? Well, the best they could do is reach their neighbor, reach their friends and family and so forth, right? So each individual might not directly impact the entire world themselves. However, they can impact their world. So what they ended up doing is telling other people. And then what you shortly saw was uh, the early church had like a few hundred people in it and so forth. And then persecution came and like they scattered all over the world. And now we have billions of people on the earth and we have billions of people that are in this faith. And how did that all start? It's just one step at a time. Now, here's the crazy thing why Web3 is has an even harder time with all of this is because when they actually look at this, like the time scale of everything, it's like, well, yeah, we don't have 2000 years to kill. I understand that, right? <laughs> no corporate entity, no corporation has 2000 years to kill. However, number one, setting that massive goal. Number two, breaking up into segments. And number three, just starting. And then once you start, you have time on your side that it grows over time. Now, you might have set out for world peace, Maybe you didn't accomplish that in your lifetime, but maybe you found peace within your neighborhood. Maybe you found peace within your country. Maybe you were able to impact a few million people rather than billions of people. But the next generation has the opportunity to, right? So at the end of the day, I know this might seem like, oh man, you said you're going to promise all these different things and three steps to change the world. But yeah, this is it. This is literally three steps to change the world. And we see this over and over again. Sometimes it works out faster than others with tech. Things are sped up for good and for bad, but literally it's the same process over and over and over. And I think, unfortunately, we like to overthink this when it comes to our NFT communities, our projects and our, our DAOs and all these different things like, oh, yeah, we're trying to do this. The goal is too small. This is that. And like, no, well, the question is, are you marching towards that end goal, that vision, whatever it was, that moon, that pie in the sky is it one step closer to that? Yes or no? It's either you're moving forwards or you're moving backwards. Like that's the way I see it. And if you're making that step forward, sure, it might not be going as fast as the communities, especially when their returns are in mind, wants it to go. But if you're moving in that direction, it's better than staying still because if you're staying still, the rest of the world is going forward. So you're losing ground, right? Like that's just the way I see things. That's the way I see it. And I know it just might rub people wrong within Web3, but like literally that's how the world works. Whether or not you're moving, the world's going to keep moving, right? So take that step forward. So hopefully you found this inspirational and helpful. If you're trying to launch something, you're trying to just take that step forward. Hey, either reach out to me, send me a message, DM me, whatever it might be. If you have something that you're working on that you might need some extra eyes on, whatever, reach out to me. But also, again, that invitation, Nifty Business Club, we're putting together a Telegram group and various things. I know at this point, I really want to put this into high gear in 2024, building out this thing. And I really want people to be in this thing that are seeing the long-term vision of this for business. All the information is there. The link is in the show notes. But thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later.